Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Today we're going to talk about something called idolatry, which you may or may not know what that means. And if you do, fantastic. Hopefully it's not something that you practice on a daily basis. Yeah, please not be a VIP uh, member of that club. So Brian and I are actually going to jump into it, and I'm going to give you a little bit of history first. I was reading the book of Judges and some history about what was going on at that time uh, for the Israelites was Moses, who was, you know, like, da-da-da, hero of the Bible. Moses, who led the Israelites with God's help, of course, or by God's leading, not really by God's help. (laughs) It was God's help. He led the Israelites out and then... Joshua came along and he became like second in command. And then when Moses died, Joshua stepped up, God appointed him the leader, and now Joshua has died. So in Judges 2 uh, verse 10, it talks about how the generation that was current in this time frame says um, the generation who had experienced God's might, they had already died off, an entire generation of Israelites. So the Israelites that were Dealing with life right now were not the same ones that had actually been released from captivity and slavery under Pharaoh. This is a whole new generation. They don't even know what slavery really looks like for them because they didn't experience it. They were born after. Well, part of the curse of the desert was that they were going to wander and that they themselves would not see the promised land. So, again, we have the Israelites turning to false gods. This new generation, isn't again? it always the new generation? Again? Yeah. I mean, they just they just don't understand it. They don't get it. Like They just keep wanting to walk around the same mountain. I guess. <laughs> over and over again. So a couple of the gods or false religion. Um, Hold on. Little G gods. Yes. Little G gods. Practices. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them included, um, I mean, it's definitely idol worship, which we're going to get into, but... Um, Some of the things were sacrificing their children, like literally throwing them into fire pits. That was one of the most horrific practices I can even imagine. Um, There was a lot of um, sexual deviancies that was going on inside what was, quote unquote, the uh, tabernacle or the churches (laughs) of that time. And so we've heard a lot probably about um, like Baal. That's one of the gods. Again, little G. And Ashereth was another one. And so she was the feminine side of Baal would be the two gods. And these two false religion and gods and practices and all of this kind of crazy stuff they were doing, they were doing it because that's who was uh, important at the time, I guess. Those were the gods that were popular. And so the people around them were just, that's what they practiced. And so the Israelites just basically jumped on the bandwagon here and said, all right, they're doing it. Looks like we can too. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound like us though? Oh, all day, 100%. Yeah. So I guess the question is why? Why did the Israelites constantly... Go after, I don't know if go after is really the word, but just bow down and bend to society norms. Okay, so I'm not an Israelite, 
I don't play one on TV and I don't play one on a podcast. <laughs> what I am is a human male in this generation. So I will tell you, idol worship in today's generation and what the appeal is. I think it's popularity. I think it's, you know, what is the world looking at? And what's the where, coolest What's the thing? coolest thing? What's, what's uh, going viral? What's, mm-hmm. you know... It, it, and what costs me the less but gives me the most pleasure. Sure. You know, um, those types of yeah. things. And How I can the buy-in be small Yeah, but the payout be great? Yeah. Well, at least that's the appeal. Right. You know, and and satisfy me now. Like, I need satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Fill me with entertainment, things that glitter, those kinds of things. Right. So take that and then go 2,000 years back and – or. 2,500 years back, and now you're looking at Israelites, they're doing the same thing. They just don't have iPhones and NFL sports teams and other things. Right. They, they obviously, you know, they don't have that technology and um, they're not civilized as much yet. However, they still have things that glitter to them. They still have things that are, they still have that natural bend to want to be popular, to fit in, to fit in, to, you know, what's, what's going to, what's going to, um, what's going to fill, fill me up, entertain me. What's going to satisfy me, you know, those types of things. Whenever I think about the Israelites, a lot of times I think how their struggle was so forefront of their story their struggle to be what God calls to be set apart. In Leviticus uh, chapter 20, he talks about this, that he called them to be set apart. Mm -hmm. There was a reason he wanted them to be set apart. And there's a reason God calls us as modern day Christians to be set apart. We, We have to be people that are different. And I'm not saying different in the sense that we have to all wear, you know, the the giant cross necklaces and the Christian t-shirts, but we have to be set apart in the way that we talk, the way that we act, the way we live our daily lives, the things that we value. We have to be set apart just like God called them to be. He calls us to also be set apart. And uh, there's a scripture, 1 Thessalonians 4, 7 says, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. God calls us to that. It's not God saying, you know, it might be for your best interest. No, this is God saying, here's what I want, and I want you to live impure lives. Not impure lives. I want you to live pure lives, and that I want you to be holy. Yeah. Now, let's define that because holiness can – people view this in a thousand different ways. But holiness is pleasing God. Right. Let's just break it down That's to That's about the, as simple as you can yeah, make it. it is pleasing God in the way you live and how you conduct yourselves in speech yeah. and in, in – Conduct. In conduct. Yep. So that is what being holy is. Does that mean you can't have fun? No. No, because I think – I not I think I know God wants us to enjoy life as well we can. Of course. Well the Bible tells us that God every good gift comes from the Father. God gives us good things mm-hmm. to enjoy. He gives us relationships to enjoy. He gives us marriage to enjoy, mm-hmm. children to enjoy. He gives mm-hmm. us pleasure in the work of our hands. There mm-hmm. are so many things that God gives to us 
And yet we think in our minds, if I live a quote unquote holy life, that means that I have to be uh, walking around in a choir robe all day long singing What's hymns. That? What's wrong with that? <laughs> I mean, maybe that would be comfortable. I don't know. I like dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've never worn a dress. Not that you know. Not that I know of. Pretty sure I would know. So there's this time frame now in Judges. Again, it's chapter two is where I'm kind of like focusing on. And it says that God raised up judges. Um, and these were not kings, by the way. Uh -uh. These were just men and women uh -huh. who God put in place to rule just like a judge <laughs> over the people. Because clearly they could not self-govern because they're a bunch of idiots like, you know, the rest of us. Um, and so... These judges were put in place. And so basically as the judges were judging, <laughs> ruling, and doing their job, um, there seemed to be a, a pretty good amount of peace. Like for years at a time, there would be peace. But then every time one of the judges would die off, the people would go back to their idolatry, mm -hmm. back to the false gods, back to the practices of the people around them, and God would be like, Probably thinking, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Don't they enjoy the peace? Why would you Why would you want to go back to chaos whenever you know what peace feels like? One of the things that I had to come to grips with when I read uh, Leviticus, Judges, Kings, you know, is that we're reading this in you know one chapter to the next chapter can be from one generation to the next sure this Hundreds isn't this years. is this isn't a you know one day they wake up and they're good and one day they wake up and they're bad it it was a progressive mm -hmm. disobedience that yeah. got them to, to the place where they just didn't care right. same same thing here in today's society yeah is that you know back when Okay, I am a child of the 80s, okay, so I'm aging myself, but I'm a child of the 80s. There were certain things on broadcast TV that would never, ever, ever be allowed on TV. But then everyone, but that got chipped away. That got chipped away. That got chipped away. And now, I mean, just the other day, we were with our niece and nephew, and it was on live broadcast TV. And there was a flat-out curse word that was said at 4 o'clock prime time. Yeah. And I'm like... That would never have been allowed oh, yeah. back in the 80s and even 90s. Yeah, you but, didn't say bad words until like after nine. <laughs> yeah, but things got chipped away, got chipped away, right. chipped away. And now yep. now it's it's even okay on broadcast TV to have a, a male bare bottom running around and like a flash, one second flash of it. And no one bats an eye. Yeah, you know? people are like, that's just normal. It's yeah. the human body. Whatever. <laughs> I mean... I do not see, need to see. I don't need butts. to see anybody's butt. No. But the, the idea is that this has been a chipping away effect. Right. Well, the same thing affects happened with the Israelites, where it was you know, over the course of months, years, decades, centuries, a chipping away of of holiness, of well, trying like to please God. Slow fade. You yeah. know, it took just a little bit at a time. And you know, the thing is, Satan is patient. Oh, he, he is not is. like you have to go. You know, wake up today and rob a bank. He's going to start out slow with small temptations and small things to see, okay, what kind of bait are you willing to take? Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about idolatry, sometimes um, 
I think it's easy for us just to say, I don't struggle with idolatry. Mm-hmm. But part of that is because we don't understand what idolatry really could be and 100%. what it looks like. Oh, no, there's things in our all of our lives, I think, that we look at and we're like, man, we are putting that above God a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, there was a great, um, I don't know if Skit Guys did it or it was one of my media outlets that I, I resource out to, you know, sermon points and stuff is. It's talking exactly about this, about idolatry in the in the in medieval times and even before in the biblical times and what idolatry looks like today. And they were actually comparing a fanatic fan of a football team to a person who was idol worshiping in um, the biblical times. Mm-hmm. And I mean, painting your face, putting people's names on your back, putting numbers on their. I mean, and it was a it was an eye opening video because it's like, man. Because it makes it in your face real. Yeah. It, it's stuff that we typically do and you don't even realize You put this parallel it. to each other yeah. or even going after name brands. You know, you have to wear the Calvin Klein. You have to wear the guests. You yeah. have to wear, you know, I, I'm not a fashion. I, I, I wear, <laughs> I wear, I wear Rebuckle, you know, whatever yes. the f- fake Reeboks are. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. But, you know, the the idea is that. Well, we have modern I- idols that, and I think some of them like for us, the usual suspects, of course, are money, mm-hmm. um, popularity, uh, celebrity. pleasure, celebrity, yeah, status, um, and then we have the ones I guess that would be under the category of not so bad, <laughs> and it would be your jobs, uh, your children, your even your ministry, mm-hmm. and people don't think about those things as being idols, especially when it comes to their kids, mm-hmm. because they're like, well, my kids are going to come before everything. Okay, well, if your kids come before everything. Including God. That's a problem, because yeah. that means you're willing to do anything it takes to make them or keep them happy. Yeah. And for us as Christians, we would definitely need to be saying, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to please God, mm-hmm. not my children. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think it's very simple, even even bringing it down to the common denominator of money. When we think about, you know, well, you know, if I work that extra day on Sunday instead of taking that time out to worship God, and if you don't have to, and you're choosing to because your issue is chasing money, you're saying, God, you're going to have to take a back seat because I've got an extra hundred bucks to make. You have to be thinking in terms of, is what I'm doing and the way I live my life, does it please God? And if the answer is, I don't know, Mm. or, eh, maybe not, maybe this is a problem, then maybe you should take a look at it a little bit closer. And for the listener here, we are not just pointing our fingers to anyone else. This is something that we had to make some hard decisions in the last 20 years of our life. You know, as we've been married for 23 years, we had to make a decision when we had Catherine is, is, was Amy going to stay working? And we, we, and she did for a little bit, but then she came home Um, and we sacrificed Mm -hmm. money and things and, um, you know, the things that the world would see. The extras. Yeah. But the, but now it's like, oh, if you don't have that, you're some sort of a loser. But, you know, we didn't care because we were going to raise our daughter. And that was a choice that do. we made. Yeah. And, and we're not trying to push our uh, decisions on anyone else. You know, every family has to take this to prayer. But at the end of the day, we felt that by please, we were we were pleasing God by having Amy stay home and 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 
raise our child. And yeah. that's, and that, and, but at the end of the day, we had to make a decision. Were we going to chase after things or are we going to try to please God? Yeah. It's funny whenever I think about working, um, full time and the money that I was making and <laughs> I was making, uh, uh, let's see, what was it like sixteen twenty five an hour back then? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, 15 years ago, something yeah, like yeah. that. And nowadays it is 15 is like minimum wage. So this is barely making above that. And I was so happy though, because I felt like I was contributing a lot, but me being at home, I think contributed more so than just the paycheck. Yeah. I mean, did I like the paycheck? Of course we did because it gave us some extra money. Were we always wise with our money? No. Definitely not. <laughs> and that's the thing is we're, we chase after things, but then you never want to ask yourself, am I not spending appropriately? Yeah. You know, oh, but I have to work to pay this obligation. Oh, but why did you Do you need that extra that obligation? obligation? <laughs> yeah. Why? What, what? You know. So idolatry can come in so many different forms. It can come in relational forms. It can come in physical forms. It can come in emotional forms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, being codependent, then you would know more about this than I would, um, is that when people are constantly asking for your time, well, help me with this and do this for me and let me ask you this question and let me pick your brain on this and let me and and help me out with this. You know what it's like to continually give away your time and of yourself. And when you do that, you become an idol worshiper because you're willing to give away yourself to fulfill something, even if it's not even really giving you satisfaction other than to feel needed, maybe. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different ways that we can It's a sneaky little it. one. It is. I, idolatry is very sneaky because yeah. it plays into our everyday life. Now, we just came back from a family vacation. I'm not trying to rub it in, but we went to Universal Studios. And, and I am not against Universal Studios. I'm not against Disney. I'm not against, you know, I'm against some of the stuff they stand for. But um, what everything that they do and everything they market is idolatry. Oh, of course. <laughs> I mean, you go into Simpsons Land and you got to have the Bart Simpson head or you got to have, you go to Disneyland. The Krusty Burger. Yeah. You got to go to, Di- you go to <laughs> Disneyland and you got to have Mickey Mouse ears. Yeah. You know, everything is so marketed. They almost make it like you have to. If yeah. you don't have this, if you don't pay that extra three dollars for that souvenir cup, I mean, are you are you even enjoying vacation? Yeah. Did you have a good yeah. time? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> if man? you don't have yeah. four hundred stuffed animals when you leave, did you even enjoy the time that you spent there? Yeah, and and, and it almost makes you feel like you have to bow down to that, yeah. whatever that is. I mean, we went because our nephew loves Nintendo and Super Mario Brothers. And so we went to Nintendo Land and oh my goodness. It, there okay, was so I just many... have to say it was super cool though. Like no, it, was it was amazing. It was amazing to be immersed in that land. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it's cool. And, you know, but if we're not careful, it becomes our identity. Right. You know, everything that we do. Now, for a guy, I think more than a gal, um, sports is a huge issue. You know, I, I have literally seen grown men cry over sports <laughs> and I don't understand it. Like, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I'm a Giants fan. I mean, our whole family are San Francisco Giants fans, but when they weren't doing too well last year, it didn't ruin my life. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh man, that's not good. You know? Yeah. 
And it wasn't as fun because we weren't in a race with the Dodgers, which many people around here where we live are Dodger fans. We'll be praying for them later. And, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it makes it fun to you know, have that little rivalry. But at the end of the day, it's... It's not my identity. It's, it's not, not identity. who I am. No. Because if my identity is found in Christ, then everything else kind of falls away. Yeah. So I guess the question becomes is how much is too much and how little is like okay. Not enough. No, not enough. <laughs> but how little is, is okay because, I mean, I have Giants gear. You know, I have okay, around our license question. plate, we have Giants. Here's you know, the question. Our house has caught on fire. Uh-huh. What is the first thing you grab as you're running out of the house? My computer. <laughs> yeah, right. As all you the would memories. Be dead because your computer is so stupidly hooked up to a million different things in the office. No. It would take you okay, so first long. First off, I'm not in the office. I'm in the closet again. Let's get that it's straight. closet slash office. <laughs> Which is happening. By the way, when we were setting up for a podcast, I was thinking, you know what? This is an awesome room to do a podcast because... We are surrounded by clothes which absorb sound. So this is probably like a soundproof room. Like, it sounds pretty amazing, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's pretty clear. Sounds Anyways, clear. squirrel. That was a squirrel on me. Wow, that's weird. Anyways, but, you know, yeah, I think it. Anything, I would make sure I would grab my family okay. first. Okay, so then I suppose the question is what's too much? It's too much if... That's the first thing that you're thinking of. What's the first thing that comes into your mind when you wake up in the morning? Is it? Why am I awake? Thank you, God, oh. for this day. Yeah, that's usually your question. Mr. Not the first person up every morning. Uh, the question is, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? What consumes your thoughts? Or what takes the majority of your thought power is it on things that are lovely and good and pure and positive and I wish I could say yes, but typically it's what's my task list for the day and how am I going to conquer it? So then what would you suggest to change that? To change your thought pr process? Quit everything. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, just quit your job. Quit it all. We can just, I don't know. Anyhow... <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But I, yeah, but I do thank the Lord that I, I'm awake. I do thank the Lord that I have family members that are still with us, especially after some recent scares. You know, I do thank the Lord that, um, you know, we're in a position where we're, we're doing okay, you know. So idolatry can come in any forms. Yeah. It can come in so many different forms. It can... It can destroy your life if it becomes the focus of everything you want to attain. And for me, whenever I think about idolatry, oftentimes I think about selfishness because I think when it comes down to it, that's that's part of the root of it. Mm -hmm. It's self. Really? What am I going to do if I am, you know, if my kids don't do good in a sport, how does that reflect on me? If I don't have enough money in my bank account and I go shopping and I can't buy everything I want, how does that make me feel? Those are very like personal internal struggles that people might deal with. But or if I go out, do I look good enough? Mm -hmm. When people look at me, do they see somebody who has it all together or do they see a normal, typical everyday person? You know, like I had yeah. to run out this morning and get milk. Did I look awesome? 
Probably not. You were hot stuff right now. Yeah, no. Come on now. Pajamas or, yeah. No. You wore those pajamas like a queen. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) Matthew 5.16 says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Do you glorify God with your life? Yeah, this is a very self-reflective. And so for the for the listener of the podcast today, I think the challenge would be this. Look at your life and see if there's anything that's above God. And if it is, adjust. Yep. I'm not saying it has to be cut out because obviously you can't cut out. You know, if your kids are above God right now, you can't just say, <laughs> you're done. Don't go to your boss yeah. on Monday and say, that's it. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> My job you, takes you have up to way make adjustments, right. and and God would honor that. And talk to God. I mean, that would be the very first thing is to talk to God and say, God, is there anything in my life that's above you? Yeah. Uh, one test that uh, a lot of pastors talk about, and I've even said this, is look at your bank account. Yeah. What do you spend your money on? What do you spend your money on? And is it way out of proportion right. to what God would have you spend money on? Yeah. And. You know, all these different things. Look at your time. Yep. Where does your time go? Where's your time go? You know, yes, we have to work our eight-hour days. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have to do this and do that. But on your spare time, what does your spare time look like? What do your relationships look like? Yeah. Are they good relationships? Are they God-honoring relationships or not? I'm, these are questions that you have to ask yourself. And I think that also kind of ties into having to um, sacrifice and give up our flesh daily. Yeah. Because if we don't, we can very easily find ourselves, just like the Israelites, constantly turning to things that are going to be time suckers, time wasters, emotional uh, trauma wasters, (laughs) all of these things that are going to eventually turn into some form of idolatry. And so whenever we're able to put God first and live our lives holy and pleasing to him and for them to not be impure, but to be holy, that is what God is asking of us today. And the encouragement for you guys is that we, Amy and I, desire that you live a life free from the, from the snares of sin and from the things that might just hold you back. And so please evaluate all these things. And I know you don't want to listen to a podcast, so it gives you homework. So then you have to do, but to live free and to live the way God intends and to be holy, meaning to please God in your life and in your conduct is such a, there's just so so much liberty that comes with that. And so we do want to encourage you to, to watch your idol, watch your idol worship, and to live the free freedom that God gives us, all of us. I hope you have a great day and we'll catch you next time. If you want more resources, go to Amazon.com. Look up Amy Arabian. And there's a couple of books, there are a couple of things there, and check them out. Have a great day.